Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 10 of Dads and Dragons. As usual, I'm starting with a lot of energy today, okay? This is a big show. No, I'm just kidding. It's just a normal show. Uh, but I am here with, as always, my special companion, JB Borelli. That, that was very hospital radio. I like that. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. You, should, that... go, you should go for it. Should I do it again? No. Go, no, like, go, go for it, like, get a job in... Hospital radio. I think I could do it. Yeah, I think people need to hear you when they have a name. Before they go. <laughs> Before, I wasn't going to go that far. <laughs> oh, oh. I was talking about maybe a knee drain or something like that. <laughs> Jesus. Not, 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 the, not the ultimate. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Bring it up. Bring yeah, it up. Yeah, maybe Bring the nose up. Maybe we should start again. Uh, yeah, hey, man. How are you? How are you? Yeah, your energy is too much for me. <laughs> um, no, it's good, mate. It's good. I'm well enjoying. I, I know we're not going to bring it into a little bit later on, but really enjoying the Sunday night game. Love it. Love it. Love, love it. Love, 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 love it. Good. Um, so, what's news? Oh, this and that. You know, nothing, nothing in personal life, you know. Just we're, we're back in D&D, like, full time again. I love it. No, come on. What's the real news? Come We've on. been going on the air for two years. Two years, man. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, last week was kind of our official kind of two-year kind of celebration. And we don't actually get to talk about it, do we? However, we we were, you know, obviously uh, with the boys, with 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 the chaps, with the the the, the idiots known from Volpatania. So it was kind of like as much as it was a bit of a party atmosphere. We didn't really get to talk about it, did we? No, we didn't. It's been... It's crazy. It's been quite a journey, mate. I, I, I know I said this on the show, and if anyone's listened to last week's show, and I talked about how, we're, like, when we first started recording, I would say, you were on your phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, compared to the setup we got now, I know nobody can see it, but we've got a pretty decent setup now, and the sound quality's come a long way. And, yeah. It's, you know. It, and, and it's not just that side of thing. It's like, you know, I, I still can't believe we've still got things to talk about. I can't believe that we've still got... You know, followers. I still can't believe that every day we're getting followers still on Twitter. And we're still getting people. The show's getting bigger. It, yeah, but like at a real nice, gradual, steady pace. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I mean, we're not. I, I haven't. Jake Paul hasn't asked me for a fight yet. So we're no. not there. No. But I'm hoping one day. One day we're going. Go, if we, if you, if you assume any kind of improvement on this gradual bell curve we're going, it's high. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, I'll be by his, his tenth fight, maybe or something like that. Yeah, he'll be old. <laughs> I'll be older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's been it has and it has been a great journey. It, it's, uh, I think a lot of it for me, um, outside of you know the things that we've bought and the new toys we have, but just generally like the people we've met. The I, that's I talk, what it boils down yeah, to. Yeah, I, I talk I talk about it with with uh, with the nomads. Uh, it, it, I won't go into names, but one of them's having a bit of a bad time at the moment, so. You know, me and Mike started chatting, so we're going to get together. We, and we're not even going to play. We're just going to get together online and just chat, like, yeah. be, and be mates. And like that would have that would have. And never you never would have met him. I would never have known that kind of you know to, to be able to do that. So we're, we're going to spread a core. Yeah, we're just going to do it as a bunch of you know friends, and it's and it's great, and it's you know that that came from the show. Um, it's very wholesome. Know, thank you. You know, you got to meet. Um, Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah, well, that I, I know, I know. Uh, we were there, and and it was Andy Ewington that we were kind of there. He was kind of pushing it, and uh, and that Rihanna Pratchett was <laughs> kind of you just fanboy, didn't you? Yeah, I lost it a little bit. I really had to hold it together, but it was a personal highlight of mine to speak to Rihanna Pratchett. Well, her, you know, her dad, you know, has has influenced pretty much every single kind of role player, TTBRPG kind of role player. Yeah, you, ever. Ever it has to be. He's surely. he's almost as big as it gets, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. it's I like mean... him and Tolkien, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, and, um, 
and and it's and again going back, it's, 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 we've got to meet people like that. We've got to meet people like the Royal Britannia boys. We've got to meet three um, black halflings, and we haven't yeah, met them, but, but you know, well, we have. We've, we've met Jasper, which again, uh, what a guy! I love that bloke. Can't wait to meet meet the rest of the guys. Um, we got to meet Amy. how D and D comes into our lives. You know, yeah, it's like it's like D and D plus. You know, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, good, good marketing. Yeah, they'll steal that off you. D and D plus. <laughs> I think Disney stole it. Stole it, though, didn't they? <laughs> they they got that. Yeah, they got that one for you. Um, but yeah, so yeah, two years, man. Let's, it's let's, gone let's, the blink of an let's, eye. Let's go for another year, shall we? Absolutely. Let's try it. Yeah, and just got, we've got to remember uh, it was all born out of COVID as well. Yeah. It's really kind of a weird place to start, but yeah. nobody nobody talks about COVID anymore. No. That's just gone. Apparently, I would, I would like to, and, and, and I apologise to the ones that have, have listened to us from from day one. But if anyone out there is listening to us now that are new and they've kind of not really listened to our first ones, how, how did this all start? We were in the woods, walking dogs. Yeah, in the rain, holding hands. No, that, no, our wives <laughs> were there. It was normal. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that that realization of that. Two old blokes that we used to play D and D as kids, and yeah, that let's, was let's do it again. That was pretty much the premise of the first episode, wasn't it? Yeah, that how we outed and each that's other. That's where it started, and now we sit here, and we must. I would, I can't even put a number on the hours that we've put into not only the podcast to actually play in the game. Yeah, I played three hours on Sunday with the kids. Then I played three hours with you and the guys in the evening. Did you play six hours of D and D on Sunday? I played six hours of D and D on Sunday. Jesus, that's crazy. Because the boys. And what was that thing that Reese Reese has found or something? Maybe oh, we haven't got yeah. time for this on the show. But yeah, well, it's. Do you know what? Yeah, we will talk about that. We'll talk about that in a minute, actually. Because okay. we will add that to the show. Yeah, it's good. Good show, actually. Um, but yeah, I played six hours up one day the other day. That's a lot of D and D. Two, two, you know, two games. But I wonder how much hours we've actually put into this. Yeah, it's probably into the hundreds now. Love it, great, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Wouldn't change the world. So, Sunday night game. Sunday night game. Love it. So, there's been a little bit of a segue. We've actually sort of changed a little bit of direction because you reached out to me about a week and a half ago about the game and about how um, Wild Beyond the Witch, like... Well, I'll let, you, I'll let you take it. Well, yeah, I reached out to yourself and the boys and I was very much like, I'm not the right DM for this. I'm so glad, so humble that you say it that way. Like... Not, oh, this is a rubbish book. It's like. not. It's not a rubbish book. It was just a, just a bit bigger than me. It was a oh, bit God, like... God, nice guy. <laughs> Stop it. It was... Uh, I wasn't doing this story justice. I wasn't doing um, this this kind of arc. And, and I was struggling and I was panicking. And because of that, the, what is potentially a, a great, great story... Because... I have never put this story to bed. It's you know, it could be the fact that someone might down the road turn around and say, like, oh, I played this for, I'll DM it for you. And we end up having a great time because they're that type of DM. And I can't and the weird thing is I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's Was it because I killed one of the main protagonists in yeah, the that first story that, arc? Yeah, that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> but like no, I mean the thing is, in the, the day, I mean you 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 roll with the punches, didn't you, as a DM and stuff. But what I couldn't work out was I just... And perhaps somebody could step in and help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just... I don't know if I was flamboyant enough. I don't know if... if you don't know if we weren't given enough as players? Don't know, I don't know what it was, but something yeah. wasn't right. But I got to say, and this is a credit to you and the guys, is that 
I could approach you and instead of just fumbling my way through this for like the next kind of four or five Six months, weeks. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I, I could come to you and say, guys, this isn't working. And everyone went, all right, no problem. Yeah, do and, someone else. And, and even better was we didn't even have to work out why you were all of a sudden in Waterdeep. Yeah, we, it's we, not a problem to us, is it? We just went, oh, we're in Waterdeep now. And we just started there. And yeah. First session went really well. It was, it was great. It was an old school, uh, old school crash and basham, loads of monsters first intro to the story, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it's... You know, um, you, you wake up in a tavern. I know it's cliche, but cliches are fine. Well, it is. I, I, I'm going into uh, the dungeon, not dungeon, was it Dragon Heist? Uh, yeah. Deep Dragon Heist. Yeah. But I've also, um, I've, read, I've read the book. I've looked at where I can change things. So I've changed stuff. I've made some new maps. So you've kind of hybrided it a bit. I've hybrided it, and I've also added um, acquisitions into it as well. So there's a bit of both. That's really good. Running amongst it. But I've said it before. You are flourishing as a DM, like you know, oh, pick and choose. You, you know what I mean? Stop it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I've kind of put them two together with a little bit, a tiny little bit of homebrew thrown in there. So at least if something was to happen to the main guy or one of the henchmen that I need you to you know but it doesn't matter everything everything in there is, is ready to be broken what, and moved and swift round and what I remember you saying midweek was that this this allows you when you're sort of hybriding it that it allows you a bit more leeway in the storytelling yeah because you're sort of you're there's there's an A and a B we've started A and we're heading towards B but it doesn't matter how we get to B no no, that's we're right. just, we're, yeah. but we're just heading towards B, almost almost chronologically heading towards B, yeah. rather than geographically. Yeah. And what I do like about this book, and I don't want to give too much away because obviously you're one of the players, but there's four bosses, there's four ends. Yeah, and it depends. Well, four uh, totally could be separate. You could meet all four. You can meet two. You can meet one. I do like that. But one of them will be the one that I've kind of when I get to a point of story I'll go right okay he's the main one yeah 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 and you'll buff his stats up or whatever you know, like. whatever you need to do to do that but for the time being it's it's where you go yeah. it's what you want to do if you side with one of them or you don't side with another one or do, do you know what I mean yeah so yeah it's yeah very, it's like it's so I find this one a bit more sandbox a bit more open a bit more yeah I, it makes everyone's experience a little easier because yeah it's funny, I was saying to Jamie in the week, actually, because we spoke quite a lot this week about d and I was saying that I, I've got to hold myself a little bit more truer to, to my character's uh, backstory, because um, I find myself playing, depending on what mood I'm in as a, as a human in the outside world, rather yeah. than playing how I think my character would play. I have got, I've got to check that. Because yeah. uh, uh, as a DM, I think you're playing the story how or, or offering me a story that might suit our backstories a certain way and if i'm not yeah. conforming to that then maybe makes your job yeah. difficult almost impossible yeah well we've spoken and i have asked for i've asked for secrets off you yeah and i've also i'm hamming up your because you've gone over vengeance because we discussed that didn't we so uh, we're going to do something along them lines yeah well. so yeah I need you to play. We need to play a story. We need to play yeah. a character. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. But going off uh, track a little bit, so we're talking about talking about the Sunlight game. So I had to do a lot of kind of remapping. I had to do a lot of bits and pieces. Anyway, so Dan, who's in our group, he loves a Kickstarter. He's always backing stuff. <laughs> loves it. Anyway, so... Who's he, this? Dan now? Dan loves it. Loves it. He, he's single. He works for like the local... He's got a free bit of buns. You know, he, good Lord. And he's 
high up in Valero somewhere. I mean, he, he's got a good job. Like, I mean, he's 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 like that. Uh, who's that duck used to go diving? Scrooge McDuck. He goes diving in his pool of money every night. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so he basically backed this thing called Dungeon Alchemist months and months ago. And this was when we worked together. This is how long ago it was, right? And he told me about it and said, oh, this is this new Fandango thing. And I was looking at it going, oh, yeah, it looks cool. And I never really kind of gave it a second thought because there was loads of other kind of map making things out there and other people that could do stuff for you. So I was, yeah, fine. Anyway, completely forgot about it. Two months ago, he rocks up and goes, I got it. Do you want it? What, it's been released? It's been released. He's given, now been given like the, the key and the things like that. I said, well, you've bought it. He went, yeah. He goes, I'm not going to use it though, am I? And I was like, well, why did you back it? And he went, I backed it for my DM. I was like, oh, they are. So being forever DM now, like, so he uh, he gave it to me. He gave me the, uh, the open the, source key or whatever, the license key, yeah, whatever it's called. So I downloaded it, put it on the computer. It's through Steam. I was I was just I'm trying to bite my tongue. I was on Steam the other night, and I was about to say it's available on Steam now. Yeah, it's on there. And oh my god, I didn't realize how powerful it was until my kid found out how powerful it was. Yeah. So I was making all these maps, and I was doing all these different bits and pieces, and. Um, I've kind of saved them as files because I haven't properly transferred them over. Fast forward now to Sunday. The boys are really getting into the because we, we're playing a bit more now. So they want to do their one shots like that. So, yeah, no problem. Cool. So Reese got the computer out. I showed him this dungeon alchemist and he'd done this wicked dungeon. It's an old mansion overrun by spiders and this thing's got everything like you can put all your bits and pieces in there choose the size of your room put all the different furniture in there put cobwebs on the furniture he's even got like bodies wrapped up in like cobwebs it's it's wow, outstanding man. the graphics he says right i'm ready it's done said, what's, what's it called dungeon alchemist dungeon oh sorry you did say dungeon yeah. alchemist. so he said so i save it then so i saved it and i said and i and i did not notice this the other day when i was saving my files i saved it and went Foundry, I was like, what's this then? Because that's what we play off, isn't that's it? That's what now we play off the forge, you know. We've we paid to go online stuff, so so we went on it. And I was like, what's that then? So I said, oh, hang on, let, let me just pay. I, so I saved his as JPEG, and that's yours, right? So I thought, oh, I'll save it again as this Foundry thing, and it saves two files: it saves a JPEG file and a GSON, JSON file. I don't know what the file if is. you say but so. Anyway, saves these two files. And then it tells you what you need to do. So you open up your foundry, open up a new map, you put, you open up this this funny file, and then you put the picture in, and everything's there. All the lights, all the light sources coming through windows, all the doors are locked. So as you're moving through, you can you see different lines of sight yeah. and everything, don't so you? So all the fog of war, all the lines of light sources change as you change your token. Um, it maps all the walls out. That's crazy, everything. isn't it? It maps even like if he had like a room and had loads of pillars in it, it maps where the pillars are. So you, so you can't see behind the pillar. Yeah, so if you're stood at one end, you can't, you you know, you have to move to see where you've got line of sight. That's and it's amazing, isn't it? Done. So you think how much that adds to like the archers? Like if you're if you're if you're yeah. like a Legolas, like D D player, and you're yeah. in a room full of columns and pillars. It's yeah. going to seriously not like yeah. disadvantage you, but you, that's that's kind of the point, isn't yeah, it? It's cool, and I didn't realize it like how powerful this thing is. So I'm like, like, like you guys are going to get some serious maps now, and this yeah. game, like, yeah. but I could not believe it. So I, as as a DM talking to other DMs out there, I cannot recommend enough. First of all, I can't recommend Foundry enough. 
Yeah, it's if been a bit of a using, revelation. If you're isn't not it? using Foundry, well, you should be. Yeah. It's the best 50 quid we ever spent. It's that simple. And the um, and we host it online for less than four quid a month. Yeah. Like, literally. And it's all done, all ready. And we've got wax of space on there for you know, our game. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this Dungeon Alchemist. Again, if you are that type of person who likes to homebrew, that likes to, to, to map... Uh, just to say, don't you don't need Foundry for this Dungeon Alchemist. It, it saves it for Roll Twenty. It saves it for a lot of other kind of yeah. Uh, there's a lot of platforms you can use it on virtual tabletops. Yeah, so it's not just that. I'm just saying it works for mine. Do you think um, COVID's pushed this sort of thing? Sort of like the, the absent playing. Yeah, I think so. Must have done. Must have done. But yeah, I, yeah. Could people? Yeah, it's, it's easier to play over line. I, I don't know how popular it was playing online or. I didn't even know it existed. And bear in mind, I didn't play D and D before COVID, barely. But yeah, but yeah, how cool is that? It's it's a seriously good product, isn't it? Love it. So I don't, Dungeon Alchemist, hundred percent recommend. I wonder if we could, I wonder if we could try and get someone that made it on the show. Who knows? Dan will probably. No. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get them before they're too big. <laughs> That's what we do, and then we ride on their coattails, my boy. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on a bit of a Skeletor push at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, we're a bit obsessed by him. Right? Yeah, that's right. a different show. So uh, you wanted you you wanted to talk. You had something. Uh, you've penned something this week, haven't you? So about this particular. Week, so I, I a few months ago, I've been speaking to lots of people on Twitter and back and forth, and I wanted to talk about gatekeeping because <laughs> I didn't realise there's a there's a there's a there's a vast majority of people that, that don't believe it exists. I think it's just insane. But I think they're just gatekeepers. <laughs> <laughs> but there is. There is and, but I tell you what it is, and, and I've, I've researched it, and I've looked at people, and I've sorry, looked at people. I've spoken to people, how it's affected some people, and I've, and I've looked at the different levels. And, and I thought this would be quite interesting to talk about. And, well, first of all, what, what does gatekeeping mean? What, what, do, what, what is a gatekeeper? Mm. Well, obviously, the gatekeeper needs the key master, then the big... Marshmallow Man turns up. Yeah. Then you know Zool turns up and it all goes wrong. Yeah. No, it's not that. Okay. <laughs> it's not. No, <laughs> Laurie. It's not the gatekeeper. Uh, basically, um, how can you describe gatekeeping? Um, it comes in many different forms. Um, I think the easiest way to describe it is when you think that you're safeguarding an idea or hobby from outsiders, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You so, you, like so you, so you kind of think like, oh well, I know this game now, and I don't want this experience to change. So, anybody that does know about this game, you're not welcome. Yeah, and I think gatekeeping comes up in all sorts of different forms. But I mean, you could probably say like religion. There's gatekeepers because my religion's the best, and I'm not going to listen. This is very, but that's extreme end. So we're yeah. kind of talking about RPGs. So we're just keeping <laughs> we're keeping it to die, dice rolling and not like sports teams and all that kind of stuff. But like. It's, I think gatekeeping comes in really kind of many, many forms. I think sometimes it's so camouflaged that it, it's, it's kind of hardly recognizable. And it's not until I kind of started talking to people that I kind of went, oh, I suppose so. Now someone pointed out to me and said a really, really small one of gatekeeping that really, really bothers them is that idea that the the demand for a group is composed of all the major kind of archetypes. So it has to have a, huff, a fighter, it has to have a thief, it has to have a healer, and it has to have a mage. Yeah. Like, and I was like, oh yeah, I have been in stuff like that before where I've decided I want to be 
so and so the barbarian and they've got oh we've already got a fighter okay do you know what that that's happened to me yeah that, that that's happened yeah i i've been on somewhere and i've been like someone's been like oh well we've got two wizards here now and yeah. i'm like yeah and they've gone oh well we haven't got a healer now so do you want to be a healer but the the, the crazy thing is about that and 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 I I have now I'm kind of hear it before like you know when especially when I've turned up as a bard because everyone thinks bards are useless and they don't want them on the on, you know yeah on on the side anyway but like the idea that you know that players have to be you know all like all inconsistent group isn't perfect and all this and so you have to put them together the truth is at the end of the day you know a, a good DM will adapt to the party anyway if 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 there's no healers. Then all the treasure will be healing potions. If you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean. Come on, that yeah, just yeah. a little bit of like flexibility in the DM, and you save. You're, like. you're fine. It doesn't matter if you're a party of wizards. It doesn't matter if you're a. C- could not have hit the head, the nail yeah. on the head, any better there. So, it's it's a, it's a, it's a really funny one because like 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 I say, going back and forth and like talking to to people like. Um, Someone, another person, wrote to me and said uh, this was an, a, a, this was a conversation that he had with someone. Um, hey, I play D and D. He went. He was in college or something. He went. Mm-hmm. In, I play in D and D. And this person turned around and went, "Oh yeah, do you do you even know who Drizzt's real parents are?" Now Drizzt is the famous drow that he's even in the game that the one that's on Xbox at the moment. You know, Dungeons and Dragons game. He, he's a famous. He, he's one of the most famous. It's, it's like Moo and Bisk. Yeah, yeah. Bisk, Moo, Boo. Boo and Minsk. I got that all wrong then. So it's like these, these characters that, that kind of turn up. So he's already trying to make this guy look stupid. Yeah. So do you know who Drizzt's parents are? No. Well, you're not a real D&D player then. That's like, yeah. come on. It's like, it's like, you know, again, going back to sport. It's like, you know, if I turned around and said, I'm a Brighton fan. I'm a Brighton fan. I've, I've, I, I, I was born down that way. I, I live in Wales, but I was born in, in England, South England, right next to, to Brighton. I've supported Brighton since I was a kid. I have done all my life. I'm literally the only Brighton supporter in all of Wales. And if I meet a Bryant supporter, the first thing they say is, are you a season ticket holder? No, I live five hours away. Yeah, how could I be a season ticket well, you're holder? you're not a real supporter then. No, I'm just not rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all. So, sorry, hang on, sorry, Seth. Were you born in England? I was, sorry, mate. I didn't know that. Is that, is this, is this now over? <sighs> Changes things. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But like, that's the same thing. Like, how do you know this? No. Well, how can you be a real D&D player then? doesn't matter yeah don't sweat it so these are little things that are quite good and then it kind of went into the bigger things so um two that i kind of i I want to talk about which one happened to me and you'll know this straight away but one happened to me as well and i was like whoa when i read it i was like dude did i just write this but no this happened to someone else as well um so someone wrote in on twitter said not being able to die yeah, yeah, that a happened DM, to you, didn't it? A DM kept finding ways to bring my character back because it was important to the story. Yeah. The game then became too easy. I found myself being reckless and the game just felt like an Xbox game because I could just respawn. And I was like reading it going, oh my God, the same thing happened to me. And I didn't realise that is kind of gatekeeping. Yeah, because yeah, you're, you're stealing your game off you. Yeah, it was being controlled by someone else. My yeah. game was being controlled it was impossible to die for you, wasn't it? Yeah, which was crazy. Because look, how reckless did I become? Well, it, it the, the game descended into madness, didn't it? It was just yeah. like, because I remember you got really frustrated with it. And I was like, and we were speaking between sessions and things. And it was like, 
well, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It really, it crushed the game, actually. Well, I would, I would split the party. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would kick doors. Like, people would be sneaking. I'd walk past them, kick doors open. Yeah, I, t- I, remember I took, that. I took axes to the chest. I went and, then I went and try and kiss, like, one of the queens and end up getting stabbed. Like, I literally just... Uh, it broke the game, didn't it? Because I was just like... No, oh well, I'm not going to die. It doesn't matter. Me. Nothing killed me, did it? I remember, remember I jumped off the wall in that yeah. in that castle. Yeah. And then apparently I managed to land on a, just the right angle hill and roll down the rest of the way. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was unkillable. It was weird. But I've said this in one of my unpopular opinions that how sometimes that you your your DM either doesn't want to yeah. or doesn't have the nuts to kill you. Yeah. You know, you, there needs to be an element of risk, otherwise it's not a game. Yeah. So. That, that was one. I read that and I, and I can totally understand Relate that. Relate to I was that. Like, wow, that's, that's crazy. Now, this other one, obviously, I, I can't fully relate to, but I do I do feel for her. Uh, it was back in 2019, found a local group to come to play with. I had just come out as trans. So that's huge. That's, that's huge. Yeah. You know, I disclosed to the DM who assured me it was fine. Um, she then wanted to make sure, she wanted then to play a trans character because that's going to help her that's going to yeah, help her like, in her journey yeah yeah of course it is you know you 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 have elements of your you in your character of course you, you do you know <clears throat> excuse me so she wanted to have a trans character the rest of the group um were not okay with this and, what and it just really got uncomfortable within like 10 minutes yeah, it got and, uncomfortable and, and, and she said like and but as it as it happened it was because the dm didn't tell them it was happening so they, it was a bit of a shock for them and then it all got really uncomfortable oh my god and so it's okay to be a half dragon but not to be a trans person i mean come again, on again again it's this this crazy crazy kind of concept of of being controlled of who you're allowed to play what background you're allowed <laughs> you know she, she 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 was having her own personal transitions she wanted to Kind of test the water with, with what the a character. really lovely way to put your toe in the water. Yeah, and and it got cr- bitten off. Yeah, crushed. Um, and now, like I say, she says that like, I still won't play with people I've never been introduced to. So she has to make sure that she knows. I feel them. And that's, so sorry for and, this. And that's really sad, isn't it? So for this person. So those are the couple of ones that I kind of picked out, and and it it really struck a chord with me because yeah. I thought I didn't realise that that last one's quite upsetting, actually. Of course it is, and I didn't realise that. Um, this happens. I didn't realise that this, uh, to that extent, you know, I understood that, yeah, okay, I, I want to play a, a fighter. Oh, we've already got one. I, I, yeah, I see that happening all the time. Um, oh, I got a crazy one for you. And this is genuine, right? So this was when I was in university, right? And it wasn't until I did this research that I realised this was gatekeeping. Okay. Because this is all now like a revelation for me. Because I've kind of like very happy-go-lucky and quite laid back. So there was this, so we played for years, right? And we had this big break. I think there was about six months where we didn't play. I can't remember what it was. I, I, I think, I, yeah, a DM was a year above us. So he was like going through like some major kind of like exams, exams or something like that. So yeah. we were like, like, dude, let's just take a break here. It's a good place to stop. And so Ben, one of the guys I played with, he said, oh, I know another guy. He's got a couple of lads dropped out. We've been invited probably about five weeks sounds great so we introduced ourselves found out what our players are going to be what we were going to go with um, they were quite happy I was going to carry on playing as Dunfrig the, the, the paladin they were quite happy with all that not the barbarian or whatever it was back then 
brilliant. Sat down, right? And I, and I, I kid you not, right? There's three other lads on the table and a DM. And it's not until I kind of thought about it till later on, but like, like you get your notepad and you get your character sheet and you get your, yeah. your drink and your snacks and you put your dice here. Yeah. No one else had dice. I didn't think much of it. Not it didn't it didn't register with me. Yeah. Because you know, it's anyway. So I don't know where you're going with this. Right. So we sat down and oh, we're going this. You're in the tavern. You're doing this on the goblins. Blah. You know. Da 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 da. And um, someone said, um, "What do you do with this?" Uh, we were trying to get a door open. Yeah. Big old paladin. Okay, no problem. Can I can I give it a boot? Can I give it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so that'd be a strength test. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put my boot on it. So, I'm, right. Okay, where's my twenty? Where's my twenty? Next thing I hear the dice roll, and I look towards the DM, and he went, "Yeah, you opened it." So as you go, and I went, no. what? <laughs> what? So Did I he literally went secret roll that, or well, it was behind his thing, and then I, we went. Okay, I looked at Ben, and Ben looked at me, and we were like. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll, that's one. We'll leave that there. We'll leave, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And then we got into combat, like say half an hour later, and it was like, so what, what happened? And I said, well, okay, I draw, I draw my, you know, my double. I got a double-handed sword, and I'm going to attack this this goblin that's on the yeah. side of me. You went, okay, then. Oh, you miss. And I'm sat, so we didn't roll a dice for five weeks. The, the DM rolled for all of us. Secret roll. So c- can you see the, no, the the outcome? No, we couldn't see. That's crazy. So he like rolled everything, and for the enemies, and we were just like, oh, okay. But it was very much like, oh, no, oh, I can't <laughs> get on board with that. <laughs> That's mad, isn't it? So I mean, he just totally controlled. I mean, he could just he could just he could just make the dice say whatever he wants it to say. Whatever he wanted. So that kind of brings me nicely on to. A few common gates that the keepers like to guard. Okay, so these yeah. are so that's my first one. Okay, you can't play D and D that way. So a very fo- common. So I found this out now, and this is how I got onto this this dice story. Is a very common way, a uh, very common form of gatekeeping is demanding the game be played in a certain way. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard someone say to you, "You can't play solo"? Have you heard that? I've heard it loads. You can never play this solo. Yes, you can. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I've heard that. People yeah. turn around and say, "You can't play." Without DM, yes, you can. You can play. Yeah, because it's randomised. It's yeah, dice. So, so, <laughs> so like, you you can very well play D and D, other kind of RPG games solo without a DM. Our guys at you know Red Oaks, Red Oaks, Red Oaks Creative have just done that game. Um, uh, Halcyon Nights, Motorcycle Days, Halcyon Nights. Yeah, they've just done that game, and it's all about. There's no DM. It's a bunch of guys sat on the table listening yeah. to music, saving the world. That's 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 just no DM. So wow, basically, man. it's 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 your game. You play it how you want. And, and playing these games with just a couple of friends or even by yourself is quite fun. But like going back to that dice story, we turned up and that was the way that he played. And no no one could change his mind because we kind of questioned it. So oh, I've got my own dice. Can I? No, we don't play D and D that way. He he said no, did he? Yeah, like no, we do not play D and D that way. I don't play D and D. And it was very much like yeah, this, this is me. my game. Yeah. You're just here for the ride, which was like, whoa, that's mad, isn't it? Yes, yes. I'd imagine if that had <laughs> happened to you now, you'd have gone, <laughs> thanks, mate, but... Yeah, yeah, back then I was still kind of... Yeah. I would say I wasn't learning, but it was very much like... Oh, dude, I just want to play yeah, D&D. Yeah, I just want to play D&D with my mates. Um, another one, another common gate that needs to be guarded. The rules are the rules. <laughs> yeah. This... So- 
has to be the most common one. This is the one that we personally probably anti-advocate against the most, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. And now, the, the, and I will say, if I'm allowed just a small amount of airtime, that it is, you cannot disregard all rules. That, that there has to be, you know, a certain amount of status quo as to where the rules are and what you play. But what we don't do is when people are new and they make a rule mistake, that you jump on them and rule police them. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's, there's rules. The, the rules that are there set in stone are things like how do you work out your HP? How do you work out your your walking speed? How do you work out all those things? What is your strength? That, yes, I totally 100% get that. Yeah. But like, let's face it, like, you know, I mean, I mean wall lawyers, as we like to call them, are pretty, they like, suck they the are, life they, out of the game. Yes. They, they have to be the most annoying gatekeepers. Yeah. Like, they're. You know, they drag an entire game session down to an argument and it sucks. How many times were we in that game where two of them would just kick off and we were just sat there? Yeah, for like half an hour and it's just getting awkwarder yeah. and more and more yeah. awkward. And it and just more more... sucks the fun out of the game, doesn't yeah. it? And, um, but again, the truth is that the DM, the DM is allowed to make up rules, break rules as they see fit. I... I... It does. I'm I'm a very competitive person. As everybody that knows me know, I'm really competitive, right? I don't feel, I, and I never have felt. Or no, I should say, I only feel this way when I've got a bad DM. Do I feel like it's me versus the DM? Yeah. A good game, I feel like I can't lose. Simply playing is winning. Yeah. Whereas if I feel like oh, I'm up against the DM here, that's a bad DM to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, by extension, a DM, a DM should win every rules discussion. Yeah, because he's the he's the rules <laughs> facilitator. They're not a referee, but they're a facilitator, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that DM should always go by their own opinion. I think a good DM should be always the one that listens to their players. I think they should listen and try and decide on the best path of having most fun. It's about generating fun. Of course it is. I mean, I mean. It can mean messing about with an ability, bending a rule. In essence, the DM can't cheat. It's just yeah. skill, skillful storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, I think a good DM is putting the players first, and even if they're not always doing what the players want to do, now this, this is a big point. It's not always about what the players want to do. Yeah. It's about putting the players first. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and what I mean by that is when there's something like... You can't roll a 20 and uproot a tree and hit a dragon with it. Yeah, that, it goes back to this, what happens when you roll a nat 20? And that 20 is not the achievement of the impossible. You no. cannot jump to the moon on a nat 20. No, you, you, li you literally cannot pick up a boat yeah. with people in it. And yeah, you it. Can, yeah. It just gives you a little bit more advantage. So yeah. again, it's, it's, it's like I say, it's putting players first, it's about putting the story in the players first. However, it's always making sure that it's not always what the players want or what they want to do. So it's 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 a big balance, but yeah, like the rules, man, come on, just, that's my biggest. Let it slide. Yeah. And the last one, and this is the one that annoys me probably the most. Okay. Back when I played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I actually had a really crap experience about this. And it goes back to when I wanted to go and buy a book. My first ever book, I went into the shop. The people told me, I oh, you need to go into that shop. And I went into the book and I asked for 
whatever it was. I said, I'm playing D&D with my friends in college. What book do you want? I don't know. <laughs> you I'll don't fancy helping out. me, mate? Yeah, <laughs> I, I know what the picture is. And they showed me the picture and I went, oh, I think it's that one. Why aren't you playing advanced? I don't know why we're not playing advanced. Yeah. I'm still trying to make a character. Yeah, perhaps <laughs> I'm not advanced. Yeah, and it's it's that whole kind of thing like, you know, It's just trying to make someone look silly. Yes, and they put rules or books on a pedestal. Like every version of D and D has its good points and its bad points. Yep. D and D one is fantastic because it came in a pamphlet. <laughs> yeah, it was on like four thirty pages. Like, wasn't I wish it? I wish I had a camera to show you. I'm on five e and look at my bookcase. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like 20 books deep now. That's the difference. That's the good points and the bad points all kind of rolled up into one. So, like, I, I love some of the old rules. I've got a real fondness for the third edition because that's the one I played in, in in college. But those are just opinions. There's they're nothing really. The, um, the, the, the I think the big truth that comes out of all of this gatekeeping is at the end of the day, the group dynamic is 10 times more important than the rules, than the yeah. books, than the edition. And if you have like a DM and a great set of players who really get into the role playing elements, uh, don't have men, you know, get into kind of character arguments and, and, and have fun, it doesn't matter how you're playing it. Yeah. Don't lose the group for a rule. No. And, and I tell you what, it's like researching this really opened my eyes. And I didn't realize how much of it this happens out there. And it's really quite quite sad in a way yeah, yeah it, it can be and i we, we've got to emphasize right that to, to anybody listening to this that, that is not that you'd be listening to season four episode 10 and not be into D, but if you <laughs> are getting into D, um it, it's a very small minority yeah massively and, very and small and, and and to be fair I, I amongst even though I, those two stories i picked out from earlier some of the stories i did get did have kind of happy endings yeah <coughs> excuse me there was one particular story that Someone wrote about how they felt they were being isolated with a way that they were playing a character. And, and basically, uh, she turned around and said, well, you know, this is the way I want to play this. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how to do this type of wizardry and I want it to, to be kind of accidental kind of magic. And they, once they all knew, they were like, oh, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. And then they went with it and it stopped being a problem for the group. And, you know, so I think a lot of this, what can come out of this is... is you know, instead of all this kind of screaming and shouting and kind of stopping people from playing, as long as we all talk and as long as we all kind of like mm. chill out a bit, yeah, because we is a great, great game to play. We we've been in just just one more as well, only because it just <coughs> popped into my head. We yeah, yeah. we've been in sessions before as well where the where the DM has bullied a certain player. That's gatekeeping. Oh, gotcha. where, the, where the DM has literally far and overwhelmingly attacked one player over another from from the point of the of the NPCs or the yeah. uh, the monsters coming <laughs> in, and it was like. <sighs> Dude, like, yeah, that I haven't, weird, I haven't been attacked for like five turns. <laughs> that guy's had a hundred uh, damage attacked at him. Yeah, we're all sitting there, like, you yeah. Know, you, 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 I, I always imagine when I when I play uh, D and D. Sorry to kind of go off on a tangent, but when I play, I have my vision of what we look like. Yeah, and <clears throat> and I play that cartoon in my head. I'm yeah, very vis- I'm a very visual person. Right? Yeah, and I have this vision of that happening. And like you with your wand, just doing that thing that drummers do and twiddle it. Yeah, like we bought. Like this is a very specific you know. session of play. Me and Jamie <laughs> yeah. are talking about here. And and, and it, what's going on over there is like this is happening between kind of three players, <laughs> two players and the enemy, 
and then there's the bard, the wizard, and then the, the I think the other guy was was a ranger. And we were just kind of like leaned up against the wall, talking <laughs> like yeah. And it was like you know, sat there. I, I'm I'm cleaning my nail with my dagger, and, you know, tuning my heart. I'm picking know. my teeth with a stick, you know. And then it was like, okay, and it's Andrew's turn. Oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, vicious mockery to him. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and then back to the boys that were yeah. cockmouth. I mean, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, guys, I mean, that's my little kind of yeah. We got take- a bit far on that one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's my little. That's my little take on gatekeeping. Um, it's there. It's real, but talk. I think the biggest thing out yeah. of this is the talk. And I'm telling you now, there's a, there's a good game oh, out there for everyone. And, and massive thank you for the two that came forward and talked to me, the, especially the, the young lady. She kind of re-talked to me. We talked quite a lot, and I thought it was lovely that she could talk to me about about her kind of transition in and how she used her, her character. And, I, I and good luck with it. your journey. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Well, that's it, mate. Well, God, we really covered the bases there, didn't we? We did. We did, we did, we did. I feel like I got something off my chest tonight. It's like therapy. <laughs> it is very therapeutic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So th- we were going to do uh, a little news section, but there's no news. No, there's no news. So um, do, do, do we want to do the unpopular opinions? Of course we do. Okay, so we're going to segue straight into the unpopular opinions. We still need a jingle. Okay, so basically, I've got... A jingle, jingle. Yeah, a jingle, jingle. The money don't wiggle, wiggle. It folds. That's all you're in my house now with these kids. Bloody memes. Okay, so I've got two unpopular opinions and one opinion. I ran before you before the show. You didn't say opinion, though. You said something else. No, it wasn't opinion. It was an observation. Observation. I've got two unpopular opinions and observation. Can you do an observation sandwich, then? We'll have that one in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will observation sandwich it, yeah. (laughs) So, um, my first one is, this. we kind of touched on it earlier on in the show, is that if you think your game that you're playing isn't as good as you think it might be and that you think it should be more like critical hit look look at yourself as a player before you look to your dm you should be looking inward not outward when you're thinking about the quality start of again. your game start again critical hit what's a critical hit sorry critical role you know that you know that oh yeah you know crit role and everyone looks like oh why are our games like that that's because you're not role playing enough as a player should, yeah and you're not actors should i Shall I say what I said off off air last week about what I think about Critical Role? It, it, stuff it, yeah. We're, we're big now. We've got broad we're shoulders. Huge, right? Right. Yeah. I don't think... Okay, this is my unpopular opinion then. Okay. okay. I've got one. I didn't have okay. one this week. This I'm is still my... going to need an opinion on my unpopular opinion. Okay, uh, yeah. Okay, let's we'll, go with we'll that first. We'll do that first. We'll do that first. Um, okay. Yes, I agree. I do agree with what you L- say. Look inward, not outward first. Yeah. Of course it is, yeah. You've got to be able to... If, your DM, if if you you've got it, you've got to give your DM something to work with. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Anyway, I do, I do you were going to say. So yeah. So my, I did have an opinion, and I all of a sudden I got one. Yeah. Right, so my massive unpopular opinion. Once I publish this, I'll be watching our Twitter followers, like die. Um, no, because this is genuine. This could. This is ge- like because a lot of the unpopular opinions we give are frankly just opinions of our own, right? Yeah. Th- this is. This could be definitely perceived as an unpopular opinion, but I'm with you because I know what you're say. No, I know. I know some of our friends out there are, are kind of big on them guys at a critical role. I get that, <clears throat> but I don't think. I think critical role is partly staged. It, it, uh, from a theatrical point. From a theatrical. It has to be because it has to be appealing 
I still, I think there is some... You think some of those roles are faked? I think, no, 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 not the roles, but I think there is a certain element of scripted yeah. between them. I think they yeah. know a bit more than they let on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I told you, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do like it. I might edit it out. I feel nervous. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating already. Like, you know, I feel it's like... like the kingpin. <laughs> I'm going to knock on the door from Matt Mercer. Uh, excuse me? Yeah. You said, what? Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. But what I will say is also, if that is true, and we think it is, it's like it's a bit like anyone that's watched, if you're American, you might not know this, but it's a bit like Top Gear. You've got an hour to smash a show together. You kind of need certain things to happen, don't you? you? Yeah, I think I think you're right. I, it, it, yeah. Everything, there has to be an element of entertainment in it. It's like it's like Britain's Got Talent or America's Got Talent. Yeah. You you have to have the oddities because if everyone turns up and they all sing like Adele, no, it's boring. It's boring. But you need two or three. You need Adeles. it to be relatable. You need two or three Adeles. Then you need an absolute mentalist who yeah. thinks they're Celine Dion and isn't. And then a backstory. And 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 then you need like an absolute mentally looking person who sings like an angel. And yeah. then, You know. And then then you need so yeah. That it's entertainment. Yeah. So when you when you transfer something to a visual media, it's got to fit a certain narrative, and I, I think, think that's I think, where they I are. I think there's a slight scripture yeah. in there. Yeah. We're, and maybe we're fine with that. Go they're, they're, go. They're, bring, your, they're bringing people your, in. So um, okay. So this this one I'm all running past you, and I swear to God, if I'm wrong with this one, if there is a rules lawyer out there that wants to smash me for this one, that's fine. <laughs> okay. As a monk or anyone that uses decks for AC proficiency, right? Yeah. to add to their AC. If you are immobile, if you have been made... We, are we going to rules check this? Yeah, I was still for my player's guide was near me. I, th- I thought I saw it earlier. Yeah, keep talking. I'm just going to... Okay, start. so as a monk, if you use dex, part of your AC modifier, and you are unconscious or have been immobilized, you should not be allowed to use dex to add to your AC because... I'm back. Because you can't be dexterous if you're unconscious or immobilized. Right. Where are we going? Monk. Monk. Right? right. So they use decks as part of their AC. They, yeah. no, they can't wear armor, can they? Or they can, uh, but it just it minimizes the effect. Um, I, I was always under the impression, I don't know why, that I always thought that their armor was their like rip, rippling abs. So. <clears throat> well, well, then why is it decks? The ability to move out of the way. I thought it was just that they were difficult to hit. Oh, yeah. You're right there. God, I hate when you're right. Let's have a look. Monk. 76. Here we go. Here we go. Um, do you know what? I, I, uh... Like I said, it's opinion. And, and if you want to phone in and tell me I'm wrong, which I'm not <laughs> so wrong. Where are we looking? There are we looking. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you ha- yeah, we have to apologise for our... Skeletor fascination. At fascination the to Skeletor. It doesn't really say much... I'm just having a quick... Should we stick a thumbtack in it and bring it on the show next week? Because, um, I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it does say Dex has to be your highest. Yeah, I mean... Because I thought it was... Your, because it was your deck. Like, say you're a monk or you're, or you're, a, you're, a, you're a ninja or you're Bruce Lee and you're playing D&D. You're difficult to hit. Your AC is high because you're difficult to physically hit and that has to be reflected yeah. in a mathematical dice roll. Yeah, I get that. And now, because you're on the deck... Yeah, you can't move out of the way if you're unconscious or immobilised or paralysed. Yeah. You shouldn't be allowed to use there's, your decks for nothing, that save. There's nothing really 
that flies out in the book. So okay, well let's put a thumbtack in that one. If anyone thinks they can get me on that one, some rules lawyer, <clears throat> which you won't, because I'm right. <laughs> um, okay, and my last one, and final one. This is unpopular it, now, isn't it? Now this one. The, I don't know if they're unpopular anymore. They're just things that cross in my mind, to be honest. So <laughs> I. So we should name this the musings of Lawrence. Yeah. Let's call it the musings of Lawrence, right? So I've recently had a spell. Now I'm a tiny, Gwendolyn's tiny, right? Yeah. But it has the same effect, however you scale this up. So if you're a standard character and you cast enlarge, reduce on yourself and you choose to enlarge yourself, you get twice as tall and weigh eight times as much and yet you're only allowed to add 1d4 to your damage. No. No, it's not enough. Not satisfied. You weigh eight times as much and you're swinging the same fist or same morning star and you're only allowed to add 1d4 to the damage. Early levels. Yeah, but is... is It's underpowered, Jamie. It's yeah. underpowered. Yeah, but then you don't want to be overpowered either. Well... Well... I, right, so last few weeks ago, <laughs> right, you were moaning that I didn't disagree with you. I yeah. just disagreed with you and you're throwing a paddy. Yeah, I know, yeah. Okay, what you, pick one. What do you want me to do? Sorry, sorry. Perhaps <laughs> no, I'd rather really rather call the segue Lawrence's musings. I don't want to be disagreed with. <laughs> I don't like um, it. I don't know. I, I, uh, yeah, I can see what you're saying. I, I can see what you're saying. However, you weigh eight times as much for God's sake. <clears throat> it should be at least two d four. Don't shout at me. Sorry. Um, it should be at least two d four. <laughs> do, do you think double the two d four? You weigh eight times as much. You really meant it because you went high-pitched. Um, yeah. Right, do you know what? We need to end the show, so I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. Think I'm going to see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, we'll stick a pin in it. I don't know that one, Lawrence. Uh, all right. I, I don't agree with it. I think it's it's fine. I, I don't want to overpower people. I over, accidentally overpowered you lot, and you were a nightmare. <laughs> it's impossible to DM the game. It was impossible to DM you lot by the end of it. Like, the final boss was meant to be like some white dragon. Take and, two weeks to fight, and it was and, one turn. And you just destroyed him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure this has been an incredibly long show because we got really passionate about it this week. But so, um, <laughs> Jamie, do you want to send us home? Yes, let's take us home. So, Lawrence, as always, um, thank you for coming on and talking with us and being a guest. You've been a two-year guest now. <laughs> I've never been called a guest. I've been called incompetent, but never a guest. <laughs> guest that comes in and shouts a lot. No, thank you, dude. Um, yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen next. Who knows? We make this up as we go along. Well, bearing in mind, obviously, I want everyone to work on those final two points. Oh, yes, me. we need to know about monks. I'm not That's wrong. Right. I'm not wrong. No, cool. Right, well, everyone, thank you, as always, for listening. You can find us, as always, on all the major platforms. You are listening to us, so you have found us on a platform. Yeah, uh, just keep on. listening on that platform, so, though. Yeah, just stick with that platform. Don't go to a different platform. Stay on that platform. Whatever whatever suits you. As a consumer. As, as our consumer, you can. Remember, you can buy us a beer. You can listen to us. Listen to us. You can come talk to us on Twitter. Send us money. I would encourage that. Yeah, why not? Mm. And um, take care, and we'll see, see you all soon. See you soon.